0: This show I'm joined by Siobhan O'Hagan. She shares with us how she started in the fitness industry, advice she would give to anyone currently thinking of becoming a PT, her current training and what we see the future of the fitness industry to be like. So well, let's go. Okay I'm very happy to welcome to today's podcast Siobhan O'Hagan who joins us currently from our hotel quarantine. Siobhan, how are you?
1: I'm great. All things considered, I'm in how is, Jakarta uh,
0: quarantine. How's quarantine um, life treating you?
1: Very well. I'm only two nights in, but I've had the most productive two days. Dana, I suppose I've been here 24, or forty eight hours now. Yeah, like yesterday, I had fifteen thousand steps, trained yoga, work, created content. Uh, like literally, just was on it because I've had a couple of weeks slash months of you know having a bit too much fun over the summer which was great just left dublin but i was kind of excited for eight days of seeing nobody and being anti-social so um you know anyone was going kind to of feel sorry for me going into hotel quarantine i'm like no this is perfect timing before i get back to bali
0: it would be something you could look for every two or three months then to, yeah knock to myself
1: away Yeah, bill gates do
0: that <laughs> <laughs> maybe for other reasons for bill but um <laughs> Listen, I wanted to give the, the listeners a little bit of an insight into how it all really started. Obviously, you've been very successful over the last number of years and to give people an insight to where I suppose the journey really started for yourself within the health and fitness industry. Or,
1: Yeah, well, um, how long have we gone? So basically, I, I my background is in finance or financial software I studied maths in university I wanted to be an actuary because I thought actuary was the highest paid job in Ireland I thought that what you needed to do was just you know chase money and and as I was a couple of years after college I was like in a good job but I just kind of had this gnawing feeling of like this can't be it like I was 25 I was like I enjoyed the work but I kind of thought this can't be it for the next 40 years like I could make more money but I'll be doing similar work and but then I you know I started getting the bus every day and looking at everyone going are you like have you been doing this for years like is it is this how it's going to keep going it's dizzying, yeah. I just kind of had this uneasy feeling and I ended up leaving that job and doing recruitment for a year thinking it'd be more social um and then it I mean it was but it was stressful and after that after that year I was kind of like right what am I actually going to do and I was really upset like I was in the HR office and I was crying because I'd asked them to like I was like any chance to pay for a master's in software engineering for me and they were like no and I was like I don't want to do with my life and she's like what do you want to do all day and I was like I don't know stay in the gym like at this stage I used to go yeah. to the gym a lot but I was also a party animal Now, just as I say that out loud, I think it's gone full circle, but I'm back there. But, um, you know, at the time I was like, you know, she was like, what about being a personal trainer? And I thought that was crazy. I was like, no, sure. Like, look at me. You know, I wasn't in any kind of shape. You know, I was, as I said, I I had a terrible relationship with food. Now, looking back, I just used to train a lot during the week, eat very little, then basically go on the piss and eat loads over the weekend and repeat. Um, Yeah. And in recruitment, especially, like that's you get it gets to like Thursday lunchtime, you know, you go for wings and wine at lunchtime, and you know, all of a sudden it's Monday again and you're back to it. Um, so when I considered personal training, I mean, I had never considered it. So when she suggested it, I was like, that's crazy. But I started looking it up. Um, and you know, I, had, I used to love running, I used to love playing Gaelic football, playing hurling. Uh, I used to go to the gym, didn't know what I was doing. I had started lifting heavy weights probably a year or two before this, and I kind of really enjoyed that and getting stronger, but I didn't really have any proper direction. Like I was just going in and deadlifting terribly. Um, But I looked up doing a PT course. Long story short, I started doing it part-time, and I just decided to share my journey on Instagram. And, of course, I was too embarrassed to put fitness stuff on my own Instagram, so I set up a separate one. um, Called Oh Fitness underscore IE, um, and I just started deciding to take myself seriously then. And I got I got a personal trainer myself. I stopped drinking every weekend. I had a, I had a new purpose, you know, like I had a why, which actually kept me motivated. I was like, I'm actually going to try and make this a job. Which even you know, someone coming in, someone or coming from someone in a permanent job with a good career path, it seemed crazy to even consider going it's out a as huge a personal step. trainer. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, I was kind of at that point where I was like, I'll do anything. Um, I moved back in at my parents. I study, I you know, went to the PT course in the evenings. I was up training at 5am every morning. I was bringing packed lunches to work. I was transforming my body and sharing it online. And that obviously helped grow the following. Yeah. And especially because at that time, this is January, 2015, when there just wasn't that many women showing that you could lift weights and get lean. Um, And I think that's just something different online. And uh, and Instagram was a lot quieter then. you know, it's very noisy now. Um, And I I just gathered a following that way. And I had people then messaging me going, how can I do this? And I was like, well, join my waiting list for when I'm qualified. And then luckily by the time I was qualified in June 2015, I had like 10,000 followers. I had a list of hundreds of people who want me to train them. And I was kind of pushed out the door in work. They were like, "Yeah, you said you were going to leave now." So and I, was, I was serious. So luckily, I was pushed out—not pushed, but they were like, "We need to take on some permanent." And yeah, then I started working in the gym, working full time, training people. Loved it. And for someone who thought, who never thought of doing personal training, I loved it. You know, I loved yeah. chatting to people, helping them explain, you know, where they were going wrong, which I was doing for so long, and. I still I always loved coaching people on deadlifting when I learned to do it properly um and yeah then after a while you know maybe maybe two years I went fully online um, this was 2017 um and I kind of just I drilled down again on what I really wanted like I kind of felt myself getting anxious getting like this can't be it again you know just being yeah. in the gym all the time yeah. And, you know, really, when I did some soul searching, you know, someone says, like, close your eyes. And what's the big dream? And I, I was like, "I had this, you know, the image of the hammock with the laptop on the beach. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've got that now. Like, so I've got, well, now I, haven't got, I don't even use my laptop, you know, it's obviously mostly run from my phone. But uh, yeah. that's the condensed version of the last few years. But what was your question again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've covered it very, very well there, in fairness. <laughs> Like if we if were just to take bits and pieces, of Siobhan, if you were to, like you were talking about being very, like the market is very saturated now to going back to, from, I suppose, if you take Instagram as the main platform, you know, six or seven years ago, is there anything, that any sort of advice or that you would give yourself back then and any listeners that are probably just you know, just starting out on their own journey right now within health and fitness?
1: Yeah, I would say like to not focus on building followers. Like it really doesn't matter. And it's a lot harder. And if you go yeah. out with that intention, you're going to feel like you're failing. What you need to remember is that like if you have 100 followers, that's 100 people you can sell to. Um, and focusing on that and, and giving them value Um, I've been very guilty recently of just, you know, going, oh, no one's interested in the fitness content, so here's another bikini picture, because that's what gets 12,000 likes. I put up a video of me, deadlifting 500, Um, and, you know, I kind of have to remind myself that, like, yeah, you get 12,000 likes on a picture of you dressed up, but that's not customers. You know, like, you have to acknowledge that Instagram is very aesthetic, and that will get likes, but if you're consistently posting helpful content you're building rapport with people you're you're they will start trusting you and I always say people buy off people they trust um, and you know you need to put yourself out there any friends starting businesses now I'm like get talking on your story especially if you have a a decent personality I'm like you know people would enjoy seeing what you're up to um you know sharing even how to run a business or how to get started or the struggles in it because that's what I shared at the start you know it was like here's me trying to become a personal trainer and also while working full-time and anyway (laughs) you that story again but um, I have a perfect example I like someone who came through our PT course uh was asking me for advice and I was like you know she I don't know maybe two or three hundred followers and she was like how do I build and I was like just be consistent like you don't know when that one person who's watching your videos will pick up on that and It's funny. I was I I was kind of watching her in the background, and I've been like she was making reels. She was making really helpful content, and that made me want to share. Like I was sharing the odd one because I was like, that's brilliant, you know. And you never know when something's going to get picked up by like a bigger account. Or and it's funny. Then she was in the back of my head when we had an opening for a new coach, and I was like, oh, I'm going to ask her. And just you know, you don't know when that hard work. You can see the hard work is paying off. It's only getting a couple of likes. But then you don't know when if you're consistent with this and passionate about it you don't know where the opportunities will come so that's what i yeah. would say it's like just be consistent focus on giving value to the people who whose attention you have now and not focusing on just gathering followers and copying other people or you know some people watch what's going online or what's working online they just try and be that person and it's like no just be yourself because inauthenticity is so obvious
0: online. Yeah, it is a big like like you said at the start. like it is very very tempting to go. Okay, look here's a picture of me going out for the night or on a night out, whatever. It gets all the likes and has that you know the feel good factor. for a lot of people come up, but it isn't it isn't practical from a PT's perspective. If you're trying to sell online, it's it's not going to sell. Like you have to think of your audience and that as well. A lot of people get caught up in the yeah. whole the likes and follows. Whereas if you're trying to obviously, it has to be content you know, people are going to consume getting some sort of value from it and building that rapport with your audience. It's not really going to be, you know, some of the people are just scrolling through and go, oh, this person looks good. I like what they're doing. Yeah. Kind of situation. So I think for a lot my own experience for me, a lot of the younger uh, guys in the gym, that's, you know, that's kind of where a lot of them are, are going really with, with their content as well, which mm.
1: is. One big struggle that I had, and I still have is that, you know, I grew a following because of transformation, because my, even mainly my transformation pictures. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, looking, I've learned a lot and grown a lot over the years. And I've realized that, you know, that's not helpful. And if anything, you know, I've read a lot from like obviously the anti diet people and, you know, kind of come to my own conclusions. And I've realized that me sharing transformation pictures for myself or for my clients isn't showing what my business actually does which is you know it's helping people it does help them transform their body but there's no point in me selling the business to someone on that basis um so it's kind of something I decided to stop doing was sharing transformation pictures and Mm -hmm. it's it's difficult because especially when you're struggling to sell it's like you know you you, that will sell the program you know just here's how I did this and this but I, I really do believe that sticking with your morals and ethics and and you know, doing it properly and with passion and, you know, making it, selling it by word of mouth, it's got me, I mean, it worked out in the end, yeah. but I see so many young personal trainers or new personal trainers um, selling, you know, transformations, 60 transformations. And it's so tempting because you can, you know, put them on low calories and g- get them doing loads of cardio. And yeah, you'll get that before and after picture for your business, yeah. but like you have to put the, the client first and their health and their mental health first. And, you know, because obviously then that client could then come back to you six weeks later when they put it all back on, they want to do it again. Yeah. Um, and I just think being working ethically and morally does pay off in the long run. I think that's the mistake that a lot of new PTs make. Yeah, I actually, they just chase the money. I
0: agree with you 100% because, like you said, a lot of them are like, OK, if the person isn't losing weight, we'll, we'll reduce calories, we'll increase cardio. And like, this seems to be the, the fix. You know, it's like, OK, you got your mm. transformation picture. Thanks very much person's gone they might come back to you um at a, at a later period but like you're saying to me, I, I firmly believe from my own perspective my own business as well that education is a is a huge part um for the client and, and you know educating them on what a healthy uh, diet what healthy uh, approach to training actually is because yeah you know they can take that and be sustainable themselves after i firmly believe as well you shouldn't really have a client for a, a huge extended period of time if you're working with them correctly yeah. you know what I mean it, it shouldn't yeah. be like oh it's a repeat client repeat client because if it's a repeat client three four times there's something wrong um yeah in the long run. I mean
1: my my program is like it's a 12-week program you know the idea is to teach them and to mm. the, the mindset section is the big part you know it's because that's what I've learned over the years that you know when you shift your mindset yeah. around training but like especially as females it's so difficult basically when you when you can when you when you realize that it doesn't actually matter if you change your body composition, that's when it becomes easier when you stop putting so much pressure on yourself. And, um, but by the end of the 12 weeks, I always say like the idea then that you don't need us anymore, you don't need to be signing up to any more transformations or anything like that. Uh, we do have the option to stay on for check-ins because some people just need support or, you know, they didn't get it. Yeah. And, um, but you know, if I see someone staying on for a while, like one of the girls yesterday, she, I was like, she signed up for another month. And I actually was like, let's have a call because if you still feel like you need help, there's something not right yeah. there. And, um, I mean, unless they're very specific, like performance and stuff, goals, but like, Oh, we, we don't really do that. We're just focusing on helping women with their relationship with food and their body and all that. And yeah. Um,
0: yeah, no, I'd agree. That's yeah. It. Cause that's i I've done that with clients as well. I'm going, listen, I've taken you as far as you need to go. And like, I'm happy to work with you for accountability or if there's a change, like say, for example, like the performance, um, their goals shifts to say, I want to run a marathon or, you know, it's very, very specific. Then yeah, of course we can, we can work together and work towards that. But it should be a point where it's okay. We, we've we've you know we've we've met a ceiling here. I've imparted yeah, yeah you need to know, but just I
1: know.
0: one point there. You talk about your own transformation, and I'm just I'm drawn from from my own perspective as well. I know you you, you competed in in the show perspective and that as well. And for myself, when I started in the industry, I, I felt personally that that was you know it's the right of passage kind of thing. It's something you have to do as a, as a PT. Yeah. Did you feel that kind kind of situation?
1: Yeah, it's either that or like taking a photo shoot in the gym in your underwear in the dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think, well, my thing is, that I worked in a gym where the owners, all the PTs there, were all competitors, all bodybuilding. Um, And I always said I wouldn't do it. And then I had a friend who was competing or. I don't know if you know Amanda from Her Calibrated Bodies, she competed, and I was like, hey, hold on. Because I know, I always thought competing was miserable. Like, I'd seen everyone doing it. It was like, never doing that. And then I saw her, like, travel the world and then step on stage. And I was like, hmm, I need a new challenge. Again, because I had... This is the problem. Like, people get in shape and realise that that's not the end. Of like, you know, yeah. like, oh, my life's still... My life's the same. Where, like, I, nothing can be really changed. Yeah. And, well, I had changed, like, obviously, it meant that I was able to work as a PT and all that. But when I needed a new challenge then that was what seemed like the next thing to do and when I saw that Amanda had done it so well I was like right maybe I should do it like this is probably a two years to say no to everyone um and then yeah so I just was like right I'm gonna do it any signs of like I'm not enjoying it I'll just quit and like to be honest I did it and I really enjoyed the prep like I had I think we did 16 weeks and Amanda coached me and it was easy like I actually was like this is mad you know yeah. again like i'd be saying i'm struggling i'm struggling or you know i feel like i'm not making any progress achieve like, right increase your calories and i'm like what no everyone else i'm looking at is on you know three pieces of white fish a day and i'm there yeah. in mandos and traveling and i think i had a drink every week like i cruised in um so, I really was like, oh, that's great. As soon as I stepped on stage and I got a trophy, and I was like, buzzing, I can't wait to do it again. Um, but then after that, I really, really struggled. I especially, I think, extra because I had all the eyes on me and because I'd gathered such a following because of like this amazing transformation I've done. I was absolutely shredded, um, especially the fact that I had done it while traveling and all that. Um, but then I was so, and I kind of knew, like, it was weird. It was like a split brain I had after you know, half of me is like, you're still tiny. The other half is like, I can't go to the gym in case anyone sees me and sees how fat I've got in a few days. Mm -hmm. And obviously I was bloated from like drinking water and eating chocolate and pizza again. Um, And then I'd try and be restrictive again. And then I was eating a lot again and only looking back now I was like there were dark days where I was like stuffing myself and I was like which I mean I I don't know if it's officially called a binge but I I was like that was bad and I was restricting I was hating myself I was embarrassed didn't want to be seen um like even looking back at the pictures that I posted at the time it's all me going embracing my new embracing the weight gain or like I was tiny still you know um and it wasn't that I was being purposely dishonest. Like I was trying to show myself as I was growing. It's only looking back. I was like, I was hurting inside. Um, and I, I thought the next, I thought the only solution was to compete again. Cause I was like, that would motivate me to actually stick to my diet. And yes. um, so I was like, right, that's the plan now. Stick to, stick to it. And um, I just said for a change, like for a new motivation, I'd go with Larry Doyle. And cause Larry had, he used to just train me once a week in the in the lineup. Or in the run-up to my show, Uh, so we decided. And then I went to Thailand. Just as I decided I was going to compete, say in the next spring, I went to Thailand, say September. Met loads of new people, travelled around people who you know didn't know me before, or you know I just got a new view of life while travelling Thailand. And kind of came home. I mean, everything changed. I came home, you know, looking at my two-bed apartment, looking at all the hair and makeup and stuff I used to use, and was like. I don't need any of this and I then did a CrossFit class and I was like what was that I was so terrible I want to be better at that and mm-hmm. um, did another one did not and then all of a sudden I was like why why am I going to compete like I stopped tracking as well and um, and I realized that you know I didn't blow up and if anything I got leaner started doing Muay Thai and a cardio that I enjoyed like I was allergic to cardio before that uh, so I, it, yeah, it took me a long time, but I realized that competing was not the right thing for me and um, completely shifted my mind and body. Then over the last two years, I've been having the time of my life. And obviously I'm a little bit bigger than I was after competing, but I'm so much happier. Yeah. Um, and I'm not restricted in any way. Like I see people talking about competing. I'm like, no, 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 no. The money that you spent, things you're going to out, miss out on and all for what like the trophy or like mm. there is that feeling of you, obviously it's quite fulfilling when you're motivated and you're hitting goals and but i'm like you can do that in other ways and not have to eat, carry lunch boxes around all day um well that's my experience i don't know how you feel yeah well
0: my experience is pretty similar as well like it's it, it was you know it was a great personal achievement and I suppose, looking back on it and as well, I I would agree with, with a lot of what you what you said as well. Like <laughs> the whole rebound effect coming out of it, the, nobody really prepares you for that mental shift. Um, like my my solution was the same as yours. Like I'll go do another one and I'll go do another one. And then I ended up doing four um, consecutively. Oh. And it, it was only, you know, and he got more clarity as I went through each one going like, do I really need to be, Doing this, is it really for me? Am I getting enough personally out of this for kind of one eye on the business side of things as well? Where you're seeing as you know, you have to be this person in order to, to gain business, which was you know, looking back now, it's yes, it's looking back now. It's a, it's crazy concept,
1: it's the complete opposite. Now, looking back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I understand how normal women live, you know, like me going, just stick to your macros, you know, it's just pointless. Now it's yeah. you know, what oh, it's grand, so what if you put on a bit of weight, you know, like my it changed my perspective and i'm so glad i'm glad i did it because even those struggles around body image and everything it's really helped me now as a coach and understanding the way women think because i mean obviously i don't deal with anyone with, with eating disorders but i you know i i see people who are damaged from diet culture and you know just kind of guiding them through that that yeah. just it's like i know how you i, I used to think like that what i now think like this and how look how much more happy i can be or you know freedom you can have uh, if you just shift your perspective on what actually matters,
0: yeah, and that this is a good segue into what, what I wanted to talk to you about next is how how your own training has evolved over the last few years. Like even going from that, like you talked about the CrossFit and the Muay Thai and getting into that side of things, like is there what's been the the biggest shift in, in terms of the training and the mindset? Like, are you getting a lot more from the CrossFit and the Muay Thai? Is there something else that you're looking for? Do you think you're going to get bored with that in a year or two and, like, pick up something else? Yeah,
1: well, I think, uh, yeah, I have. That's the problem. And, <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been doing... This is the problem where everyone's like, well, oh, how long are you doing CrossFit? I'm like, three years. And, like, it's embarrassing because I'm still awful at it. But um, it's because I... I mean, I did CrossFit and I took it very seriously for, like, a year and a half. And I kind of peaked... I remember I peaked CrossFit Open... 2019 stress myself out and was like why am I doing this um and and I loved it and I loved the I mean it was completely different it's funny because you know after taking the pressure off my body image you know my body image got so much better it, well in my opinion and um, because I was focused on performance and I wasn't yeah. focused on like body fat percentages and everything I was like just focused on getting stronger and leaner and I was enjoying it and I was having fun in the classes and um it really helped yeah it just helped because you know it obviously, then I was even eating more or like it was just a different it's just a different way of life and yeah. um, and with my Thai as well like I ended up I was so unfit when I started and obviously you have to have like a, a very intense I don't know what you call it like it, it's an intense training um but I got to the point of that 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 um I was, I don't want to fight, you know, I just want, Is true? To, I was enjoying the yeah. training, enjoying the pad work. I'm, like the, like in Bali MMA, it's such a good crew out there. Um, but I got to the point where I was like, no, I don't want to fight. And I was, and then I was doing the odd CrossFit class, but I was like, oh, I don't really want to push myself there. I don't want to get injured. Um, you know, I don't want to rip my hands. So I was kind of just going in and being a bit laxy-daisy with everything. And then I started jujitsu. Uh, I started it, it like six months ago. No, no, no. I started it, started in April, did a couple of weeks, left Bali, then did it again in London in July for about a month Um, and again changed everything and now I was like it's so different because I'm like I'm going, I used to go into the gym and like the goal, even going into the gym I was like I have to be as lean as possible, have to look good because I'm going to be taking selfies and you know you never know who you're going to see, where my shorts and the then now I'm literally going in wearing giant pajamas and rolling around with people and with no cameras, no nothing, and it is the most rewarding thing I've done. Um, actually, and actually, I've i only done, like the hardest thing with jujitsu, and I'm trying to tell everyone to just start because it teaches you so much about respect, about like, now I want to go and do like RDLs because I want my hamstrings to be stronger so I can glute bridge someone yeah. off me um and it's completely changed my perspective again you know it, after a big weekend like I, I used to be like oh I don't want to go into the gym because you know I'm very bloated and now it's like I'm gonna be so I'm gonna have so much energy now to roll I'm gonna be uh, and like I'm going home and I'm watching videos on how like it's a skill it's a skill so you need the skill and you need strength and fitness and again you're doing it because you really want to do it not because you're like I need to do any. it's not some because I want to change yeah, my yeah. body, it's or enjoyment. I want to impress anyone. um So that's only—I mean, I'm so—I exci- haven't done it in a few weeks now. And I'm so excited to get back to Bali and just do that consistently. Yeah. So I'm like trying to squeeze it all in, trying to do that, my thigh and maybe the odd crossfit class. But mainly just because I want to see my friends in crossfit.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a
1: so that's my training. A bit, at the a bit of a joke
0: and act for you. If you're going to, have to you know, have to drop something to pick another thing up.
1: I know the problem is my work. Like that's the thing I've—I've I've always been like like the business going just. Coasting along yeah. really well, but now I'm also I'm kind of motivated now to make it grow. So I'm, I need to find a perfect routine yeah. where I can fit in everything and not overtrain uh, or underwork. Great,
0: that you, you've you seemed to have you've got a good, healthy mental relationship with with fitness and that as well, which is really, really good to see. um Because a, a lot of people,
1: it's the nicest thing you've said to me. <laughs>
0: um, no, but it is like it's true. Like because I've done it myself, where we've been completely OCD about. You know particularly the aesthetics with the industry that we work in is is huge like you know if you're not walking around totally jacked or with abs and you know you're laying on the beach showing them off every day people don't tend to give you that you know respect for for your industry which is it's yeah it's it's, it's yeah. So, what do you think yeah anyway? yeah well that's the other side of it then as well yeah it's your maybe it's your own uh, mental perception of things
1: it's just i just realized that, like we end up like sometimes apologizing for like oh like even i was thinking this week I, i've had a month of holidays parties of friends everything so uh, you know i'm almost putting up videos going oh i know i'm carrying a little holiday weight you know and then i'm like yeah. no one cares or notices you don't need to apologize yeah. and it almost feels like you need to no- note it just, just, and it becomes, it's a, it comes from a place of fear where people are noticing and talking about yes. like oh she's put on a bit of weight and you're like that's just from growing up around women mm. um and like and then a drawing attention to it but i see other people doing it i'm like if you think you've got weight on what does that make me yeah, you know yeah. like it's it, all these kind of small bodied people saying things like that so you have to be very careful what you're saying online and how you're talking to yourself and about yourself because that can reflect or that can affect other people as yeah, well I, I, uh, no sorry, no, your no you're right no like
0: <laughs> sometimes people just you probably better off just to say it out loud to yourself more so than actually just putting it out on social media and having it out there you know sometimes it gets, gets, gets yeah. captured by a lot of people it gets shared now these days and stuff so it's yes, um yeah it's very hard to to reel it back in instead of just maybe just saying it out loud but you talked about focusing with the business and stuff like that as well so is there or, or go backwards first is there any sort of personal achievement regards business and uh, that you're most proud of over the last the last few years what's been your your biggest achievement you'd feel
1: um i don't know because it's just been so consistent like to be honest i do like these like i chat to clients when they finish the 12 weeks of furnace and that's my program it's called the O fitness furnace and just those chats just make my day it's just simple just going you know i was like this now i get it now i don't need that you know like they're just it sounds like a real like miss universe answer just like i just love helping people but um you know now i've always kind of I'm kind of proud that I've I stuck to. I always say that I stuck to my morals. I didn't take the easy road, the cheap road, or the money-driven road. Like I've always been like, outsource or refer people if they need to. Don't like always do what's best yeah. for the client, and it's really worked out well in the long run. Um, because then it's grown. Like it's it's now like I set it out like that whenever yeah. I open spaces. Um, and then um, I, I then have like people working for me like amazing coaches working with me and they are like it's just it's just I feel like it's all working very well so like they're getting to do what they like and they're helping people and it's all just real positive energy at the moment anyway so I'm like just enjoying it um like I did panic I think when the gym like in March 2020 gyms are closing I was like what no one's gonna care what they look like anymore or you know like I just it just thought the business is gonna end and like we had hardly any home workouts even in in the furnace at the time um because yeah, I hated them I always thought like what's the point um and then <laughs> I've since learned that yeah they're actually grand Says me doing the homework right today um and then, and then to be honest people either went either way back in March 2020 I think they took a week or two where they were like Oh, this is great, no, no work and, you know, eating Netflix yeah. or eat food and watch Netflix and all that. But then when people realized it was going to go on a bit longer, you know, people were like, okay, this is a chance to look after myself or have some sort of routine. And it ended up being the busiest year for me, for us. And um, so I was kind of, no, she's not glad of it, but like, I'm glad that I had yeah. that in place already. That the online coaching, you know, like I saw obviously a lot of people were disrupted their businesses, but if it was all in person, and um, so no single achievement that I can think of, but it's all going very you? well.
0: Like that, you're probably in the right space. You know, if we were to look at the last, probably well, it's nearly two years now, and um, with, with everything going on, you're probably in the right space. Maybe some small adjustments there, really help. You know, keep and probably grow the business a little bit over last year, which is great. Yeah. So if I was to look at that last two years, and obviously being successful through that period where do you think or where do you see the fitness industry going? It's a very complicated question, but you know, what, what would you, what do you see? Yeah.
1: I mean, I do think, I do think it's, it is moving away from aesthetics, mm. but, and I think it's not easy. And, and I said, it's not easy as someone who's trying to grow their business to stay away from, or to, you know, to stay away from the, the yeah. easy sells or the, the clickbait, um, but I think the more you know we set examples like it's always learning always evolving like I even look back at my content where I used to say the word binge all the time and I'm like that's actually harmful you know like the binge eating disorder is a real disorder and I'm like right well you know I'm not I'm not angry at myself for using the past because I just didn't know now I'm kind of actively just not calling people out at all But just when I have a client that, I'm like hey just checking if you meant that because this is what it means and if not you know maybe yeah. just overeating you know and, um, and just little things like that where you just have to kind of learn and grow and do your best like be the best version of you like and I think if we if we do it other tra- trainers might notice and hopefully that will like fill down through um you know because a lot of people I respect who maybe years ago would have been in the same as me and I see them changing, I see their content changing and I see a more wholesome approach like a more mindful approach to training and nutrition and I kind of hope it keeps going that way because I do think there is a healthy set point for a lot of people and you know depending on your environment and other factors but I do think if we took the pressure off focusing on what you look like you can actually listen to your body and what it needs and working with your body you know days where you're ready to train there's days where you're not and there's food that you and it doesn't mean like go eat everything it means you know like listening to your body and thinking what do I need what do I what do I need today and not just not even going by numbers all the time you know just going by what you need um so I hope I think that is where it's going and I think maybe more performance based sports and stuff like I think martial arts is growing and growing because it's fun and you know it's physical and you can enjoy it and um and that's what you see crossfit gyms everywhere um so, yeah, I'm, I'm liking the direction it's going.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, basically CrossFit and MMA, but well, particularly here at home, I know you're, you're away, is definitely, I think, taking a big chunk of the market over the last while Um, because in just simple pop-up kind of gyms, there's not a lot needed for to establish them in that yeah. as well, plus the popularity of both sports has grown year and year as well. But the online sector as well, I, I think it's – it has its good and bad side and I think it's it's more education around people what side to focus on really looking at like there is a lot like a lot of accounts now I know it's my own from my own following to it's a lot more education based to those that are in in it as well for ourselves and it's obviously continuous learning if people are willing to look and do their own little bit of research I think they can access a lot a lot better content than what's out there because quickly now in yeah. the last six yeah. years it's, it's been flooded with you know, one person's doing this, one person's doing this, one person's doing this.
1: Yeah. I always say that though, like once you're you just define like what everything we have, like everything we have, say in the twelve weeks videos, like it's all available online. Like you that information is all out there. You're not finding anything yeah. groundbreaking. And um, you know, people are like, "It's so simple. I mean, it is." But the problem is because there's so much noise out there, or because there's so many people doing so many different things, it's that people jump around between things too much and don't give it any chance to work. Yeah. You know, some people say you need to eat more to lose weight, and they're like, "What? I was told by this person to eat less, and then like, okay, I'll try that for a while. Oh, that didn't work. I'll go back to that." And um, so really, what I'm doing is just selling people support you know like just to have their hand for you know normally in like week two and they get the calories they're like this is too much and i'm like i know it seems like that compared to every other short-term diet you've done but trust me on this and because they paid for it they'll trust it and they'll they'll keep going and that you know then they'll stick to it for 12 weeks and realize then that they can do you know that you don't need to be miserable to diet and so the big the big problem is that i mean for for clients is just finding someone you trust and going with it and maybe investing in yourself um and just go and like questioning your trainer or your coach and if you don't understand something ask it or why they're doing it because you know you i get that all the time you know i'll flip a question box and people will say my coach has me on this why and it's like ask them oh 100 you know, if they're not going to give you an answer then
0: one of the things I, i've always you know, said, why yeah.
1: ask me you know it's, it's almost like you're trying to they want to call them out and I'm like no just ask them and if they're a good coach they'll be able to explain because i i they might say my coach asked me on 1200 calories are they wrong and i'd be like yeah it's very little but it could be for other reasons that person could have pcos you know like there's yeah. so many reasons so they need to just ask and get clear on the answer and then and hopefully you trust them and if they can't answer it in, you don't
0: trust them then maybe find new coach yeah i hear myself in a lot of that um that's one of the things i've yeah. said to like um i do like yourself i do the the pt and the gym instruction courses to teach and to earn on part of them and like that some of the students will have coaches and stuff and they will we're doing a certain section and they're going like oh, i was showing different and i was like well i said did you ask why because usually I'm, every week i'd be like did you ask why no i just you know do what i'm told
1: that was me when i was studying to be a vd i was like hey i saw this on the internet though you know like when i was yeah. doing like the nutrition section i remember like and well i saw this on the internet and he had loads of followers so how come you know and she'd be like just i don't know why you said that <laughs> you know, exactly as you said <laughs> yeah I've, I've since learned
0: but yeah look it's, it's it's about consuming the right information and that as well and the application is the most important point like you said earlier there like a lot yeah. of people when they say, Oh, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've tried that. Well, particularly if I'm working with someone, I said, Well, can you send me then, you know, everything that you've tried in terms of this was your program and this was your your diet for the last six, eight weeks to show me and then you know, what were your results? Send me all that information. I go, well, I don't have any of that. Well, I was like, Well, then how can you yeah. honestly tell me
1: say, I hear like, Oh, I've been on sixteen hundred calories and it didn't work, or like I i I, when when i track i normally just have 1600 calories and i'm like what do you mean when you track like obviously then there's days you don't track so that number is irrelevant because it could be anything and so yeah it's just and it's just getting people to just awareness like that's what i like people to make decisions when they're fully informed you know i'm not saying you have to stick to your calories this week but like if you don't that's fine no bother just you know you're aware that that'll affect your results next week yeah. and as long as you accept that that's fine um it's just awareness and acceptance so that's the key to life isn't it for
0: sure i think it's a good place to, to end things uh, for t- today's show siobhan it's been great having you on pleasure you sharing sharing your sharing your time with us
1: thank you for letting me talk so much <laughs> killing time in quarantine
0: i'm back again next week with another special guest don't forget to like and subscribe